We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How you doing? Ivy Nation Sports Talk, up and rolling. It is Friday Rapid Fire. Typically, it's a three-man Irish breakdown crew, but it's just Vince and I today. I think we can manage. What do you think? I mean, we've done it before, and we'll do it again. I mean, it is what it is, and, uh, you know, Jesse adds a little spice to the group. There's no doubt. I like the three-way thruple thing we've got going on, but uh, if he's not here, we'll we'll muscle through. We'll muscle through. That's right. You might have outdone yourself this week with some of these questions today. I'm. I'm you like of, some of the questions? You yeah, like them? I'm excited right. about it. I really yeah. am. I, really I have am. a feeling as we get deeper, you know, the count, the 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 you know the, the the thoughts might really start flowing there <laughs> deeper into the some of these questions. Some real deep thought that uh, thought provoking, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some mm-hmm. interesting ones. We've got some Jim Harbaugh stuff later. We've got some social etiquette coming up later we've got all kinds of good stuff smash the like button if you would i I think that brian and ryan just finished a a little bit ago so uh, glad to have you here after that and of course you know even if you're not live with us you know where you can find us you can you can download us on whether it's apple podcasts or spotify or of course you can just go to youtube anytime you want and pop up one of the videos if you want to look at our ugly mugs so it's it's just that simple (laughs) but smash the like button and of course subscribe rate and review well we do have a lot to get to and we start with uh, kind of a different spin on something we touched on yesterday with this whole Under Armour thing going on with Notre Dame so after the news that Notre Dame is now free to negotiate its apparel and shoe contract on the open market Andy Staples from The Athletic has an interesting idea for Notre Dame's next deal with an eye toward NIL. Staples says Notre Dame should work a deal that keeps the apparel company's logos on the uniforms, whatever apparel company that happens to be that Notre Dame would go with, but would still allow players to make their own shoe deals with any shoe they want. So in other words, say the uniforms are provided by Nike. You're wearing Nike uniforms. You got the swoosh or the jump man or whatever it happens to be, but players could still wear an Adidas shoe or an Under Armour shoe or a Puma or, you know, New Balance, whatever, whatever shoe company, they could cut their own NIL deals. So do you buy or sell this idea, Vince? I actually buy it. 
to be honest with you. And I, I think the shoe game is important for athletes and not every brand of shoe is preferred by certain athletes and whether it's an NIL deal or otherwise, I mean, let's say I'm the third string, whatever, and I don't have an NIL deal with the, with a company, right. But I don't like the shoe that the, the school went with. Right. So for, for example's sake, let's talk about under Buy your own shoes is what you're saying. (laughs) Right. If you want to, if you want to go out, if you, if you're an under armor shoe and you want to wear Nike's, then you should be able to do that because they actually help you perform better. They don't right. hurt your feet or whatever the case may be. And I'm, and I'm just using Under Armour and Nike as an example, but I do know that there are certain shoes that certain players don't like, and mm-hmm. they're forced to wear them because of the apparel deal. I dig it. I like it. And I would like it to be even more so that it doesn't have to be an NIL deal to get out of wearing the school shoe I think they should have that option. The, the and jersey and stuff, now, whatever. I mean, now that's an interesting, you know, kind of angle to it. Yeah, I just think that where NIL is right now, and you know, and for one, I buy this a hundred times over. Yeah, Notre Dame is different. You know, they like being different. They don't mind you knowing they're different. Obviously, you know, they kind of go out of their way sometimes to tell you they're different, right? You know, but, you know, like, they're already different from everyone else because they're an independent. They're different from everyone else because they've got their own TV contract. And obviously, a lot of people feel a lot of different ways about that. But, like, when Jack Swarbrick and Father Jenkins wrote that op-ed a couple of months ago, you know, they doubled down on the notion that Notre Dame is different. And they got slammed by some people, Mm -hmm. you know, who said, well, Notre Dame is cheap. They just don't want to play in the NIL game and Notre Dame has said, and they said in that op-ed, they're not going to use NIL to buy recruits, but doing a deal like this, they're going to get their money still from whatever the apparel Mm -hmm. dealer is. And, you know, it's going to be a small percentage of people who actually are able to cut their own NIL deals, you know, like, like Michael Mayer, coming out of his freshman season, going into a sophomore season, he probably could have got something. And maybe that, you know, number grows monetarily by his junior year when, you know, he's on top of the world. Same like with a guy like Benjamin Morrison. Sure. Right. You know, it's like they're, they're, they're only going to be certain guys who are able to do it. Freshman, it's going to be tougher just because you kind of have to make a name for yourself before, you know, you're worthy of, of that right. kind of deal. But Notre Dame, by doing a deal like this, signing an apparel deal that leaves it open to the players to go out and cut their own deals can say, you know, they can still say, look, we're not going to pay you to come here, but once you get here, there are opportunities, which they're already saying, and this would be completely different than anybody else is doing right now. You know, like mm-hmm. we just talked last week about the women's basketball player, Haley Van Lith transferring from Louisville down to LSU. She's got an Adidas NIL deal. LSU is a Nike school, so she can't wear her Adidas on the floor when she's playing. She can still do her Instagram and, you know, social media or whatever. But this would allow her and anyone else, you know, Olivia yeah. Miles, Notre Dame or Sonia Citroen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be football. Like, but you can use this as a recruiting incentive as well. You know, again, we're not paying you, but once you get here, you know, our uniforms are Adidas or Nike or whoever. But if you're able to cut your own deal, you can go get your own deal independent of us and and wear whatever shoe you want to wear and make money at the same time doing it. 
and I think it is, I think it's a golden opportunity for Notre yeah. Dame because nobody else is doing something this exactly. like exactly. Right Notre yes. Dame could get out in front of it and be the first to do it. Now, a lot of schools would probably redirect their contracts after it happens, but still Notre Dame could be the front runner in this whole thing. So I, it's a huge buy for me, you know, again, to try to, to try to work an angle in the NIL space, because it's, it's obvious that they're operating differently in the NIL space than everybody else right now. And this would give them a leg up at least for yep. a little while. If they're going to operate differently, then this is your opportunity to operate differently. I, I think it's exactly, I think it's a great deal. I think it's a great idea. I think that the apparel company is obviously going to push back on that when you're signing the deal. They're going to push back on it because they want Michael Mayer to wear Under Armour or whatever, you know, whatever the deal is. Right. That's what they want them to wear. So there's going to be some pushback. So it just depends on how, you know, staunch Notre Dame wants to be, you know, with that. But I still think it's you're going to win more than you would lose in the contract. I think you would win more with players and recruits and, you know, et cetera, than you would lose monetarily exactly. with the contract. I, I just, the long, this, this is where you have to look at the long game. And, and generally Notre Dame's good at looking at the long game. This is a long game thing, not a short game thing. Right. And look, this is a potential negotiating chip for that matter. Like if this is something that they really want to push for and you've got, because because all these companies are going to want them to to you know to what level is going to be different for each mm -hmm. company how much they prioritize Notre Dame in a deal like this you know, like think about it especially with football how many times do you actually see the shoes even even basketball it's not like you're paying that close attention to the shoes it's mostly about what comfort Feel. and what Com the player yeah. shoe you know what the player feels best in <clears throat> basically Absolutely. but it's like you know and, and Staples mentions this in his piece it's like this is the model that like the nfl the nba the pro sports have anyway you know like your your jersey might have a nike swoosh on it but all the players are, are still able to go out and wear reebok or adidas or you know whatever it happens to be and by the way reebok is like that's a shoe that's really disappeared in the last 20 or so years like you don't even there there are no reebok schools i don't think right now oh, i don't think like, so i, I don't know they if they went, just decided they're out of that or what they went but, the way of umbro yeah that's that's right did you used to have umbro shorts of course i did like everyone had the umbro soccer shorts yeah. even if you didn't play absolutely soccer. yes was late it, 80s early 90s 100 percent. was it umbro that had like the little the uh i think it was umbro they had like the little um it was kind of like a decal. It was like Velcro, you know, like like little mm. little things that you could take on and off your shoes, you know, as part of the logo oh, or something. Oh wow, like yeah, that. I don't remember that. But that's definitely possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. I definitely had Umbro shorts. I know that for a fact. No yep. doubt about it. Yep, Umbro, Massimo, like Jason said. Josh says he wears, and I'm not saying Reeboks are like have have gone the way of the dinosaurs as a shoe. Josh, he says, you know, Josh says he wears Reeboks. I'm just saying, like in terms of right, you know, like apparel deals like this, there are no right Reebok schools right now. Reebok, of, like yeah. I used to wear, I used to wear a fair. I I know I've had a few pairs of Reeboks over the years, but at some point, maybe it was when I moved here, it became mostly Adidas for a long time. And right, then, you know, just kind of off and on and. And whatever, but yeah, but I just think that this is this would be a great opportunity for Notre Dame to to go out and give give their student athletes 
a different kind of NIL opportunity yeah. that nobody else has right now. Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. I really yeah. do. It's thinking outside the box. Huh. Amazing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But in the meantime, fill in the blank. New Balance is said to be very interested in Notre Dame as their apparel provider. It would be blank if the Fighting Irish go that direction in their next apparel deal. Music to the ears of dads everywhere <laughs> is what it would be. Um, it, you know, the funny part is, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, makes fun of like you got to get the New Balances when you become a dad with your jean shorts and you're, you know, working uh -huh. in the yard and the whole thing, right? I wear New Balance tennis shoes. I think they're comfortable as all get out. I'm sorry. And here's the other thing. The reason I got uh, New Balance is because I went out with my kid and his girlfriend. And they're like, these are back. Like, he has a pair of New Balance. Like, I'm seeing kids in the halls. Like, it's an up-and-coming brand, for whatever reason, with younger kids. And you got me as to why, but I kind of like the way they look and I definitely like the way they feel. So I, I think it'd be, if they can prove, okay. And here's the other thing, right? Cause new balance, they, they have, they are uh, big in uh, baseball, right? They baseball shoes, right. are new balance. Right. And that's, I've said before, when, right. like when I was coaching baseball, I like, yes, new balance had really good looking, right. Shoes. And they were, and, and like major league guys were wearing new balance still do. As well, if, for that, if matter. they can I like prove the New Balance baseball shoe, sure. If they can prove that they are good, you know, with all the sports, and they can, you know, there'd have to be some proving there for me, right? I mean, there just would. Uh, but if they can prove it, why not, man? I, I'm telling you, kids are digging New Balance. They are. They're know. doing it. Do they? Do they really? Do they Dude, really dig the New Balance? There's only one school right now, and I saw somebody say they're a Boston company. I didn't realize they were based out of Boston, but Boston College is the only New Balance school. Right, they're a now. New Balance school. I thought they were Under Armour. 
No, they used to be Under Armour. Really? But they switched to New Balance like two or three wow. years ago. Maybe a little bit. They're 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 New Balance. Okay. And I just, I don't know. It just feels like an off-brand for me in sure. in the apparel world. You know, like I said, I've got nothing against New Balance as a shoe. Like I don't currently own a pair of New Balance. You obviously do, Leisure Shoe Vince. But like, you know, again, I've got like. New Balance, I feel like, is a really good baseball shoe. It feels a little bit more specialized toward that. Like baseball, I can buy. Baseball is completely different than. I just, I just feel like you've got New Balance logos all over the place. Like, would, would, would kids really go for that? I just feel like, you know, again, like if you if you go back to recruiting, like I don't think that you necessarily gain a bunch of recruits because of of what shoe brand that you're or apparel brand you happen to have you know whether it's under armor adidas whatever but maybe you lose a borderline guy <laughs> if it, if it's not the right brand you know what i'm saying like i mean it's possible i mean it, it, again they would have to prove to me that they can produce you know football cleats basketball shoe you know they they would have to prove it to me first, and they and, might not be ready. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they, you yeah. got to be good across the board. You got a ton of different sports that you're going to have to outfit, and so they would have to they would have to do some proving to me. There's no doubt about it. But I'm just I'm telling you, it's more popular yeah. than you think. With who? <laughs> kids. Just, I guess I'm not around high school kids, kids anymore. You know, like Jesse come on Stringer. over sometime and just watch the shoes that walk so what by. What you're saying was I was on the cutting edge ten years ago when I was wearing New Balance baseball shoes. Like all I'm I was cutting edge at that point. That's all I'm saying. I did have pushback from you know kids like this is our team shoe really. <laughs> they weren't sure happy about it. I'm sure but they, again, they were 10 not. Ten years later, maybe the feeling is different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I like decap i just have a feeling it's going to be one of the nike I, brands whether it's I real feel the nike exact same way jordan you know whatever I jump pray man. that it's not freaking jump man i know you're very low on the jump like like would a new balance logo on the jerseys look better than the jump man logo though like would you want to see um, that i don't want to see a basketball logo on a football uniform so you'd it's literally a guy NBA. playing basketball You'd rather see an NB just because it's an NB and not a yes, basketball guy. 100%, I would rather see any logo besides that. They're not putting a guy playing lacrosse on the track uniforms. Like, what? that makes no sense to me. Jumpman can go on the Notre Dame basketball uniforms because it's a guy playing basketball. I, it, no. 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 I wouldn't like it at all. Right. Les says Michigan has the Jordan brand football school and the kids, parents, alumni love the merch. I mean, and I get it, but like you're saying that, and that's exactly what's going to turn a lot of Notre Dame people off. Well, I don't want to be like Michigan. You know, maybe Vince feels like that. I don't know. I don't want to. Hey, the money's going to talk in the end. Like, to me, if it was New Balance, I would probably maybe not mind – the apparel side of it if it's new balance but like it might need to be a different shoe to go along with it i don't think that they can miss on the shoe they've they've spent a decade wearing shoes that a lot of players just don't feel like perform the way they need to perform right now and i I don't think they can miss on the shoes this time agreed no i agree with that and that's why i think the idea that you had at the beginning about the being able to pick your own shoe i think that 
you know, I think that opens up other doors for who you're going to go with from an apparel side. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, again, going back to that, in, in, in case I didn't say it, like you, you do a deal like that, whoever the apparel company is, is still going to pr- be providing shoes for probably 99% of all the, the student athletes in your programs. It's going to be 1%, whether it's, you know, football, the basketballs, baseball, so whatever it happens to be, it's going to be, you know, like one to 5% who are actually going to, you know, have those kind of NIL deals. Sure. Where they're oh, going to yeah. Get something out of it. Everyone else is still going to be wearing whatever shoe that, you know, with the company that, that you sign with. But. Sure. Oh, yeah. I would take whatever Under Armour shoes they want to throw my way. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sure you would. Bring it on. It says it says free. Vince doesn't have to go to the garage sale to get That's free. That's all I'm so. saying. That's all I'm saying. That's so right. maybe if, if Under Armour loses the contract battle with Notre Dame, Irish Breakdown can take Under Armour under its wing. We'll be the Just Under bring Armour. Bring them in. Dealer. I got my Under outf- Armour shirt on. Right they there. can outfit us. They can outfit us. There you go. I wouldn't mind that. I've said before, I I, I think Under Armour, you know, gear yes, and stuff like that is really good performance stuff. It's just yep. they they have missed with the shoes. And I'm yeah. not just talking about the look, as I've said before, I'm not talking about the look of the shoes. I'm, I'm talking about how they feel and the performance mm-hmm. that, that the players feel like they perform on their feet, which is the most I don't think I've thing ever had under armor shoes to be honest with you got a lot of a lot of other under armor stuff like the shirt you're wearing i think i have one very similar to that like pullovers you know things like that um but i have never had i don't think i've ever had under armor shoes now that i think about it and i i've had i've had nike adidas under armor but never never the shoes for under armor i've had more the last couple years in in talking with you know some people like the like the training type shoes are getting better training okay. you know running a little bit but again it's it's like the actual performance type shoes shoes that you have to play in they're still an issue especially with the inside yeah. like i don't understand how like it's 2023 and like that gel foam cushion inside the shoe has been a thing for what at least like maybe eight, nine, 10 years or something like that. How, how, how is everybody who puts out a performance shoot not having some kind of gel <laughs> right. in, in there, you know? And from what I've seen, Under Armour doesn't have that right now. So I don't, I can't say that all of the other ones do, but it, it, it seems like you buy a shoe these days, you know, whether it's a running shoe or a, a training shoe or whatever, they've got that soft gel on the inside. Yeah. All right, fill in the blank. Alex Aaron Alexander Aaronsburgers, if I can get his name right. Alexander Aaronsburgers football retirement means blank for Notre Dame. One more extra scholarship. Um, you know, I think it was a it, they took a flyer on a kid from Germany. And, you know, they gave it their best shot. He never really panned out. He didn't develop the way that you know they wanted him to develop. And you can, I'm sure that there's people to blame all around, right? I, I'm not saying that there is or isn't. But I think it was safe to say that he was getting pretty buried on the depth chart at this point, and he was probably never going to see the field in any kind of meaningful way. Maybe special teams, but maybe not. And so I don't know how this decision was made or who made it, but I think it only benefits the team at this point because now they've got an extra scholarship to do something with. Yeah, I guess the question is, what are they going to do with it? And how are they right. going to be able to do it? Yeah. And, you know, like for Aaronsberger, it's it's like 
He came over from Germany, like you said. They took a flyer on him with Mike Elston. Elston's the one who got him over here. He was starting to develop, and then it 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 really plateaued, and if yeah. not even sank, you know, in the last year or so. But hey, he's been here for three years. He's got a Notre Dame degree, and now he's going to go be a doctor. You know, he's going to focus on <laughs> med school. So good for him. Like wow, like I didn't for even a know kid that. from Germany you know, who had no real football, you know, he had some football experience, obviously, that's how they found him. But again, very raw. So like for a kid from Germany to come over to a school like Notre Dame, get a degree in three years and now go study to be a doctor. I think that that's a big win for him. Absolutely. As for Notre Dame, like you said, now they've got one more scholarship to play with. The question is, because they're four under, they've got four scholarships now and they still haven't really they haven't jumped into the transfer portal, you know, full, I know yeah. they're looking, but they still haven't got anybody. So the question sure. is like, are they going to be able to fill these things even? And maybe what, not. What are they going to do with these four scholarships? Yeah. No. no, that's actually a really good point. I mean, we all know what we want them to do with those scholarships, but nothing has come to fruition just yet. And, and I would say the, the Alex Ehrensberger uh, experiment, look, you have 85 scholarships, right? You, you have enough to where you can take a flyer here and there on a guy that could be a potential project or whatever. And Notre Dame took their shot. It, it, it cost them three years of a scholarship, right? But it only, I mean, it benefited Aaronsberger, obviously. That's like you said, from an education standpoint, got his degree, he's going to go be a doctor, you know, great on him. And he's always going to be, an, you know, a, a Notre Dame guy, et cetera, et cetera. So I still think it's win-win because – He's a, he was a project for a reason. You, yeah. you bring in these projects. They're not always going to pan out. I mean, some of the guys that you bring in that you think are absolutely going to pan out don't pan out. And so you only wasted, and I don't even want to use the word wasted because that's I think that's disrespectful. You only used three years of a scholarship, and you just set this kid up for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he seemed like a great kid. You know, all of my understanding and my dealings, like he seemed like a great kid. He was a good representative of Notre Dame. I don't think that that's a waste of a scholarship and he wasn't around for four years. So you got, it's, I feel like you got one year back that you can now use on something else. Even if at the end of the day, they give it to a walk-on who earned it. Yeah, I'm okay with true. that too. That's you true. Know? You hope that that, that it's a walk-on that, who you know, maybe they give it to the kicker, or, you know, whoever. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Know. However that ends up working out, you yeah. know, they'll use it for something for the good. Like Yoakum, Yoakum is, is a prime example of a guy, you know, he's, he's still a walk-on, I believe right now, isn't like the, they could give so. him a scholarship potentially, you know, because yep. he's out there performing on, on Saturdays for, but uh, you know, yeah, they have 17 defensive linemen still. So it's not like they're going to take a big hit in depth. And if nothing else, it just opens up an opportunity for this next recruiting cycle right. to, to go yeah, out. That's a good point too. And add to that. Cause like you said, you're planning on four years, maybe even five for a guy like him. Sure. sure. And development. Yeah. Yeah. You only, you only used it for three basically. Yeah. So now it basically opens back up once again. So as we know, the NFL schedules are out. We've been talking about the schedules this week. So you got Thanksgiving. Of course, there's always three games on Thanksgiving. There'll be three games on Christmas this year as well. Triple headers, both big holidays. Love Here's it. the Thanksgiving day games. You got Lions versus Packers, Cowboys versus Commanders, 49ers versus Seahawks. That's Thanksgiving Day. Christmas Day, you got Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Ravens, 49ers. So 
Which of those two holiday slates do you like better? This might be the most obvious question that you have in here today, I mm. feel like. Okay. Okay. I think it's Christmas Day, and I don't think it's close. Uh, I, 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 you know, I know that you are the Cowboys fan. You want to watch the Cowboys. Let's let's be honest. I think they got a great shot of winning this year. They're going up against the Commanders, so I think you're going to have a happy Thanksgiving, is what I would say. The 49ers Seahawks does nothing for me. Lions Packers, I'll watch that one because I hate the Packers, and my father-in-law will be sitting next to me, so we'll watch the Lions. Okay, fine, but like, eh. But I look at the matchups on Christmas Day. I mean, Raiders Chiefs that could potentially have some playoff implications. We know I like the Giants. That one. I yeah. Like that one. Oh, me you got too. Michael Mayer in there. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the big one. Thank you for taking that. Yes, <laughs> that might be the first time we actually get to see Michael Mayer. I mean, we're not going to see a lot of live Raiders games if you don't have the NFL Sunday ticket, right? Uh-huh. So I'm kind of excited about that one. Giants Eagles. That I I feel like that one's going to be a big one. If it's not if it's not big for both, it'll be big for the Eagles and see where they're at. I have a feeling. And then Ravens 49, I think that's a good game. I like the matchups so much better on Christmas Day than I do the matchups on Thanksgiving Day. I'm more intrigued by those games as we sit here on May 12th. I feel like those games are going to be better. Do you think like if you're the 49ers, is it a good thing that you get both of these <laughs> oh, holidays? Like not if, if you're you ask their wives. If you're, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, if you're a player, do you want to be playing on both Thanksgiving? That's that's the the first thing that kind of stood out. Sure. Because when I was when I I remember, you know, they've been flashing so much schedule stuff over the last couple of days, obviously. And I thought that Ravens 49ers was Thanksgiving Day, but then when I found the list, it's like, oh, it's 49ers Seahawks. And then I did find Christmas Day. Oh, the 49ers are playing on both. That's interesting. So, yeah. you know, like. I find it very curious. You would think that they would try to spread the wealth a little bit more in terms of, you know, because they're the only one of all of these teams that plays on both. And then, you know, like you said, if you're the wife of a player, I'm sure you're not liking it or the kids and whatever else. It's like I've said, I'm not always thrilled about watching the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving Day. I actually do like that 49ers Seahawks more than I like 49ers Ravens. Okay. On, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, I like Lions Packers better than I like Giants Eagles. I, you know, I, I don't like either one of those teams. So, like, I have no one to pull for at all, unless you know, like, playoff something's going to help you. I guess by then I'll probably have you know someone to pull for, but the other team will probably win in that instance. And then I do like Chiefs Raiders as a matchup, but I got to go with Thanksgiving Day overall, just because I don't like that Giants Eagles, and I like. 49ers Seahawks better than I like 49ers Ravens. Okay. All right. So the Royals beat the White Sox on a walk-off squeeze bunt yesterday. Do you buy or sell the squeeze bunt is more exciting, especially a walk-off squeeze bunt, more exciting than a walk-off home run? First of all, a squeeze bunt in general is more exciting than a home run, period. (laughs) A walk-off squeeze bunt. Oh my goodness. You that's the script I want. Like that is an awesome because there's so much more execution that needs to take place for me in a walk-off squeeze bunt than it does for a home run. And I, I went to a clinic one time and a guy was talking about home runs and he was talking about how a home run is a mistake. Like you're we you know, yeah. that's not how we teach to swing the bat. You don't teach to swing like this, like that's like, a mistake. 
You know, hitting a home run is technically there's more, a mistake. There's more, yeah, there's more skill involved in actually executing oh. the bunt, you know, not just to get it down one, but to but get that, it down in the right spot so that it's not right back to the plate. Yeah. 100%. And and there, it's it's a – the play takes longer. I think there's more excitement to it. I, it's, it's hands down, not even close. The squeeze bunt walk-off, that is awesome. Yeah, and – I completely and ballsy, agree. By the way, ballsy by the coach, and that's what I love. I won a game on a squeeze bunt, and it. I'll, I was like ready to retire right then and there. Like I felt great <laughs> about it. I never won a game on a squeeze bunt. I was going to ask you if you ever had, but our guys executed a lot of of squeeze bunts. I love the mm-hmm. squeeze because no matter what, it's just like no matter when you when you call it, when they get it down, and that run scores. Like it just catches everybody oh. off guard and it, it, yes. it just, everyone gets so excited about, you know, just a little tap and here comes the run across the plate. Everyone's fired up about it. I love the squeeze bunt. So it is absolutely mm. more exciting than the walk-off home run to me. And, because again, and it's, it's like, it's more surprising. I think. Yep. 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 And I, and I also think that it's a, it's a lost art. Like bunting is a lost art, Yeah, you know, and that's, that's another reason why I like it so much. Yeah. Shytown, good point. Unless it's a grand slam and you're down by three. I that's that's exactly okay. I have called a walk-off grand slam once in my career. It was my first oh. year doing Notre Dame baseball way back okay. when. Walk-off grand slam with two strikes. That was that was very exciting. That's the the one and only time that I've ever seen that a walk-off <laughs> grand slam. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so you may have heard about. Jim Harbaugh's affinity for mowing his yard. Did you hear this story come up this week at all? No, but I loved reading okay. it. Okay. So Harbaugh told Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty that if he had anything else he could do for a living, it would be mowing yards. Harbaugh says it accomplishes three things for him. One, clearing his mind or thinking of new plays. Two, feeling good about his accomplishments. And three, uh, either making or saving money. So are you on board with Jim Harbaugh's feelings about mowing the lawn and or is there anything that you do that gives you a similar feel to what he's describing? So basically you're comparing or he's comparing himself to Forrest Gump. That's what I got out of that whole thing. Right. He's basically Forrest Gump. Um, okay. So the whole mowing the lawn, the, the yard thing I do agree with him in the fact that it does give me time to like be alone with my thoughts and you can kind of get some things figured out. You can kind of, you know, I like to listen to podcasts while I mow the lawn, like that kind of a thing. I I kind of enjoy that. Now I will bitch and moan the entire time leading up to cutting the lawn, but I will say as I'm in it, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the peace. I'm enjoying the thinking process. And when I'm done, the sense of accomplishment is legit. Like, it's legit. Every time I mow the lawn, I go up, I go to take a shower. There's a window right next to my shower. And I always look out (laughs) at the backyard at my straight lines and everything. Like, there is a severe sense of accomplishment there. Feeling good about it. I hate to say that I agree with Jim Harbaugh on something, but I do agree with Jim Harbaugh on most of this. Now, I wouldn't look at it as a money-saving thing because no time ever did I ever think about farming out, cutting my lawn because I'm not Jim Harbaugh money. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he wouldn't even feel it if he was doing that. But 
The other two, I absolutely agree with. Yeah, I'm guessing, like Josh said, he must be on a riding lawnmower. Well, there's that I too. Never, I never, <laughs> you know, in the house that we live in now, we've been here for almost four years. Got a big yard. I'm on the riding lawnmower. The house we used to live in, and basically forever until four years ago, like I, I've mowed the yard my whole life. And mm-hmm. it was mostly just a chore. It's like, really, can I get a little bit more, more you know, more money? For the, you know, because my dad had to work, so he was gone all the time. So guess yeah. who got to mow the yard, you know, with, with the old push mower? So, you know, sometimes there was a hill, sometimes there, you know, there, there wasn't. And it was just, uh, it just never seemed to end. So I've been mowing the yard my whole life. I think I feel a little bit better about it now because of the fact that I'm on the riding mower, you know, like my, my nice. wife is like, I would think, you know, you kind of get to meditate out there. And I'm like, I don't meditate on the mower. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> it's trying to make you feel good about it. I just, so I guess I get some accomplishment, you know, cause like you said, I look out the front and you see the lines out there and say, yeah, I guess that looks okay. I, I do get the most compliments, you know, from my mom or not my mom, my wife, it's mother's day weekend from, from my wife, as much as anything, you know, after mowing the yard, it's like, all I did was mow the yard. That's what you're going to compliment me on. Take them where you can get them, dude. Take them where you can get them. That's right. But I don't know. I I actually tried to get a a yard mowing job. I remember one summer in college and I couldn't even get that as a part-time job. So, (laughs) you know, I felt like it was something I did. I I do feel like I'm, I'm a fairly accomplished yard mower just because of the time that, you know, again, we're talking about right around 50 years to it now at this point. So yeah. I feel like I'm all right at it, but I don't know if I'm as invested in it as Jim Harbaugh because he also is sort of like bemoaning, you know, some other stuff that he said. He's like bemoaning the fact that kids don't mow the yard anymore and and all that. He's not wrong about that. Yeah, he's not. I mean, I'm Jesse, a sixteen-year-old, and I mow the lawn. So yeah, I was gonna say Jesse never had to mow the yard. That, but again, like uh-huh. we're around all the time. The reason I had to growing up is because my dad was on the road, you know, working and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I inherited that. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. yeah. I don't see. And here's the thing: if all of a sudden one day, like I was told, I never had to mow the lawn again, I would be totally fine with that. You know what I mean? Like that, that would not phase me in any way. I'd be like, boom, aces, awesome. But I will say when I get done, there is a sense of accomplishment. And I I do like listening to the podcast and yelling at the people that I don't agree with. And nobody can hear me because I'm pushing the mower, you know, that yeah, kind of a thing. So that's true. I, although I would love to graduate to a riding lawnmower someday. Like that is my dream that I have not fulfilled yet. I remember the, my, my worst lawn mowing story is girlfriend in high school. Her grandmother needed the yard mode and it was like oh. fiber. It was tall. It was tall grass. She didn't have a mower. So I had to take my own mower and then also had to bag it all up. And when mm. the grass is that tall, like you're stopping like every you're talking like pass and a bull. half. That's right. You're always bull. stopping and starting again. It Brutal. was a decent sized yard. It was the worst. Like I didn't want to mow a yard again for a long time after that. Oh. And I, Brutal. And the pay, the pay was not what I was looking for mm-hmm. either. You know, because I'm it was sure a grandma, it wasn't. Of course. Yep. So. Here's your nickel. Thanks a lot, Sonny. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned podcasts a couple of times. I was listening to the SI Media podcast. This is a true dilemma here that we've got. 
it's this is I had to think about this one for a while, and I'm not sure I have the right answer. I so I was listening to the SI Media podcast this week, and one of the guys told a story. He was supposed to go to his nephew's birthday party, a kid's party. It's like I think it was like a three-year-old or something like that. So the dilemma was he's a huge New York Knicks fan, and the Knicks had a playoff game at the same time this kid's party was going on, his nephew's party. So his brother-in-law, the kid's dad, tells him, don't worry. I've got a big screen TV. We'll watch the game, you know, during the party at the same time, you know, we'll come and go, whatever. You know, so the guy goes to the party. He agrees to go to the party. And when he gets there, the TV's not working. And he's like, what happened to the TV? Well, it turns out the kid had taken a bat to the TV. And it wasn't just like the day before. He's like, when did this happen? Two weeks ago, after the guy had just told him the day before, reassured him, you know, that come over, you'll still be able to watch the game. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me? And the guy's like, well, I didn't think you'd come if I told you that the TV was broken. So my question is, what would you do if you were the guy going to the nephew's birthday party, expecting to watch your team's playoff game, only to be duped by your brother-in-law? There are so many questions I have about this whole (laughs) scenario, okay? Number one, why did the brother-in-law tell him the truth? Been like, oh, he broke it this morning, man. Like, right. Because, <laughs> Just because, <why? laughs> Like, you can go to Costco and get a brand new TV in a hot second. And it sounds like, you know, because like he said, they had a fairly big house and multiple. It's like, it, it sounds like they weren't like, you know, like they were well off enough that they should be able to afford another TV if it happened two weeks ago. Right. So that's my that's my first problem with this whole thing. Number one, replace the TV. Number two, if you're not going to replace the TV, lie to him and say that it happened that morning. Okay. Beyond all of that, was the host married? Yes. Or uh, and he had. I think he it a- was. I think it was. Like okay, so it was. You, you've got sisters, so like they're each married to the sisters. Basically, okay. the, the two okay. husbands, like each, you know, like have. <sighs> Married to the sisters, so it's that like makes it tough. Okay, it's a, it's like if your wife and my wife were sisters and we were each married to them. Basically. Gotcha. Okay, that's, that's the brother-in-law. That's the brother. Okay, gotcha. That's yeah. the brother-in-law because it could have been like his sister and you know right. brother-in-law, the kind of a thing. Um, and and the other thing was if he's single and he was going to this thing, you know, I'd be right back out the door. <laughs> that's right. You know, hot to second, I'm out. Yeah, like hot second now right he's got but the it wife, gets more complicated because you got, got some kids family. or whatever yeah. like That's you're right. screwed you're you're unfortunately you're screwed you have you are there now you're probably gonna have to watch it on your phone or whatever you know mobile device that you've got but you're not going anywhere i mean i i hate to say it and it sucks but he's screwed he has to stay you gotta stay now they did apparently find, you know, like some smaller TV and they brought it out, oh, but it was like, so you know, sad. literally almost like watching on your computer. It sounded like yeah. it sounded like one of those, you got to huddle around and it's like, you know, it's like, I would, I would not have been happy. No. And you know, it's like, add it to the list of, you know, reasons why like you don't go to parties, you know, with, with a bunch of people, you know, it's like why we don't go to Super Bowl parties or college, right. parties, you know, like Notre Dame yes. parties and, I've been invited to plenty of those in the past. And it's like, I got to watch the game. I actually have to pay attention to the game, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, if I got there 
and the T like if it was a Notre Dame game and I got there and the TV wasn't working, I would I would not have been a happy camper. Now you you still have to kind of put on that face. It's not like you're just gonna explode on everybody, but still, like oh, I remember it's messed up a Thanksgiving a few years back. We went to Kansas and it's Thanksgiving Day. Who do I watch on Thanksgiving Day? The Cowboys. That's right. We watched the Cowboys. And I was reassured that at this family gathering, we were going to be able to watch the Cowboys. Well, we're in Kansas. And it was one of those years where the Jayhawks, Kansas basketball, is playing in one of these Thanksgiving tournaments. Right? It's like, okay, you know, I'm obviously a Kansas alum and they're my team as well. But this is Thanksgiving Day. And it's like... Thanksgiving Day Dallas Cowboys far exceeds Thanksgiving Day, you know, like third game of the season, Kansas Jayhawks basketball. But because we're in Kansas, it's like, you know, the state sport, you know, like everyone in the family. All you're in Kansas. You're there. Watch the Jayhawks. And I was not a happy camper by oh, any brutal. means. Yes. That is brutal. Yes. That's brutal. And I, I, you know, was there. Yeah, but another... all you can do is sit there and grin and bear it. And, a, and there probably yeah. wasn't another room of the TV that you could go to. No, there was yeah, not. Exactly. Right. That's so, not right. It's not right. It's not fair. No, and you're, we and were you're, all duped. Yeah, <laughs> you got, you got, you absolutely got duped. But you know, you're at the, excuse me, you're at the in-laws. There's not a whole lot you can do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, and I've been through that before as well, you know, like when we've been at their house and, uh, you know, there's a Notre Dame game. And and again, I've got it like, even though we might be back there, it's like I can still work from there or whatever. And like they kind of get bent out of shape that, okay, we can't just flip around because the game gets out of hand. I've got to watch this game from start to finish. There are still things that I have to talk about or write about whatever happens. It always becomes an issue. And there are only so many TVs. We have a lot more TVs in this house than probably the whole group of them have in all other houses back there. So we provide we provide viewing options when you yes. come to the Sires household. You know, yes. it's not that hard. It's not that hard, right? You know. All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. We we kind of breezed through though. without Jesse. We got through, I think, a little quicker than we usually do. I was right. I was looking forward to some of his his uh, responses to some of these things, and you know, but that's okay. He's got a well, life you know, lead. I was kind of hoping for his input on this one as well because he's single and he just went to a kid's birthday party about oh. a week or so ago. Really? So, yeah. Woof. Woof. So I would have been would have been interested to get his take on that. Woof. Yeah. That would have been horrible. The, the only good thing is with our family, we host everything. Okay. So. I got control of, you know, I want to say the clicker, but it's not a clicker. It's the remote. I got control of the remote, baby. And what I want to watch is what we're watching most of the time. Um, (laughs) You know, so. It's beautiful. And we've actually got, like in this place that we're in now, there's like, we call it the den. And then we've got the living room and there's Mm -hmm. a TV in each room. So like, and, and there's. You can't, you know, there's, there's obviously still a wall there, but you can still kind of socialize a little bit. Like you can go to one room and get you know, you hey, you know, kind of shout at somebody, you know, so right. people can watch different things. And we've, we actually nice. did that. I think the last time they came here, we had like football in one room and basketball in the other. See? So something for everybody. It's a perfect something compromise. For everybody. That's right. But my in-laws. 
don't have the same space. All right. Well, appreciate you being here today. And um, it's been a good week. We will uh, talk to you on Monday. Hit the like button on your way out. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms yes. out there and uh, to all the, you know, the wives and grandmas and mothers, mothers and all, all that kind of stuff as well. Everybody have a great Mother's Day weekend. And uh, we will talk to you on Monday on Ivy Nation.